So this will now go out on a podcast rather than the video uh, in, each week. So I'm going to try a new thing. So new series in John, um, and um, first John rather. And I, I actually, whilst I've been really wanting to um, uh, teach on this book, because I love it, I love First John. It's one of those books we just keep coming back to. Um, really looking forward to it. I really struggled to prepare this, this, this message this week. And, and I should learn from my... Um, my experience really because usually when I've struggled to prepare a message which means I usually take longer I get to the Sunday I think oh it all changed because something happened and I either I didn't even get to preach the message at all or something changed and I had to sort of change it on the fly anyway so having prepared this on Thursday literally on Thursday sort of pressed save on it and did all the things I normally do uh, because I prepare my notes in advance Um, then we were sitting around having dinner um, on Thursday evening, as I'm sure many of you were, to receive the news of the, the Queen passing away. Um, and um, you probably, it's maybe one of those things in the future will say, I remember where I was when, when, when that happened. Um, and, you know, there's that, that um, it's, it's a loss, isn't it, for all of us. Um, and we all just sort of had a little moment around the table um, and, and Abby has this thing where she looks at me and she says, Dad, you've got your thinking face on, um, which means I'm not completely present with everybody else usually. Um, and then she said something like, I bet I know what you're thinking about. You're thinking about what you're going to say on Sunday. Oh, was it you, Ella? Okay, well, both, both of them knew that what it means for Dad to have, you know. Um, and, and sure enough, I was thinking along those lines, having just prepared this. Um, or thought I had anyway um, just a few reflections on just where we're at you know I, a number of we on our food bank session on Friday morning a number of the volunteers just said I think which sums up how we all feel is that I, I knew she wouldn't but I just thought she'd last forever you know I think for all of us as long as we can remember the Queen has been the Queen um, pretty much for, you know very few of us can remember any, uh, anything else. And, um, and so there's this disorientation now where we're kind of, ooh, we have a king rather than a queen and the banknotes will change and everything changes in, in one sense. At the same time, everything stays the same. And, 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 and Louise said, um, if you don't mind me quoting you, she said, when Theresa May came out and made this... Not Theresa May, uh, Liz Truss. <laughs> this is how disorientated I am. I'm all over the place. Liz Truss came out and made that statement. She's, Louise said, I, something in me, and Louise isn't a Boris fan, just wanted Boris back. Just, just for some, like, everything's changed this week and just want what I thought was normal to be back, you know? Um, and we've, we've had a lot change, haven't we? We've, well, we've been through COVID the last couple of years, obviously. Um, the economy's just... Well, I don't even know what the economy is. Um, obviously, there's a war going on in, in Ukraine. Um, we've had a change of prime minister this week. And then within two days, was it, or three days, then the Queen has passed away. And in some ways, it's like the world as we knew it has ended. In reality, the world as we knew it has ended. And, and sometimes people talk about... Um, the end of the world, you know, the Bible talks about the end of the world and what's going to happen. But actually, oftentimes Jesus, when 
he's talking about the end of the world, it's talking about the end of the world as you know it. So when, when he was said, look, look, look at these buildings here, the temple, Jesus said, this stuff is going to come down. Your world, he was talking to the Jewish people at that time, everything that you held on to is going to change, it's going to come to an end, and there's going to be a new thing. Um, and, and so I think Jesus speaks to us in these times in that way. Um, so, yeah, so there's this time of grief, uh, national mourning. Um, I know Louise wants to go up to, to London and to Windsor. I don't know if anyone else has done that. I, I was talking to people at the Baptist Church earlier this morning and some of them had already been to Windsor to lay flowers and into London and, and that kind of thing. Um, but I think for all of us, when, when something like this happens or when, when anyone suffers some kind of loss, it stirs up in us our grief and our loss. I call it ungrieved grief, um, meaning that there are things that are stirred in up us that, that, that we remember from, I don't know, just things that have gone in our life, losses we've had, pain that we've suffered. Um, and, and it's painful and it's raw and it just stirs all those emotions up. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes we struggle to know how to, to deal with that together. We don't really know what to do. Um, but one thing I've noticed is we, we like to remember. If you notice, a lot of the politicians they basically had a, a whole time of just remembering things. Apparently, Theresa May dropped some cheese on the floor and, and then put it back on the table or something like that. I, I didn't read the whole story, you know. And there's telling some funny stories and also just remembering things about the Queen's character and things she did. Um, and we like to remember these stories because I think the stories connect us don't they? they really connect us with that person even if we didn't know the Queen I think we probably feel as though we know the Queen now more just because of all the stories that have been told in the last few days um, and who she was um, and what she was really like and what she was like as a real person so I asked at the Baptist Church has anyone met the Queen and I was surprised that actually nobody had met the Queen at all so has anyone here met the Queen? In any way? Reg, go on Tell us. Did you shake her hand? No. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, I saw her coming, presenting them all day. I had presented them all day, right? and she was coming to into her, her carriage. Right. Her car. Yeah. yeah. I've seen her. Go on, then. I saw her at the roundabout going to Ashford. <laughs> <laughs> she was going into Ashford or you were? I was going into Ashford. <laughs> I think, what's, what's this, is it Clock House? Yeah, Clock House. Yeah. Uh, no, um, Fourbridge Road Roundabout. Fourbridge Road Roundabout, yeah. And a policeman on a motorbike came and stopped and she was coming back from the races. And she drove across the roundabout in front of me. I was stopped there by the police motorbike and her official car went past me. Did they not have tinted windows? Yeah, yeah. you look at it and say it. No, it's her proper big one with the standard thing on the front because she'd just come from Royal Ascot. With the thing on the front? Yeah, yeah that's right. like funny little flag thing on the front. Oh, okay. Keith, go on. The only time I've seen the Queen is when... No, never twice. Twice, yes. Twice I've seen the Queen when she got off the train at Kingsley to go to Sandwich. <laughs> And, uh, did, did you go specially to see her? <coughs> no, I was on the same train as her, but we weren't allowed to get off 
we weren't allowed to get onto the platform until she had actually gone out of the train and uh, gone to her vehicle. The Queen was on public transport. No, it's yes. just a special arrangement. I have a special carriage attached to the train. Really? Yes. Um, well, that's better than having a whole half dozen yeah. or dozen coaches yeah. just reserved for the Queen and her. We didn't even know that. Anyway, anyway, um, the, the other time was we, Margaret and I, went to Kings Lynn for Christmas to my mum's and uh, we we went to the station, we went past the station and it just so happens that that was the case because they used to, train used to go all the way to Wolferton for Sandringham and then they closed the line. So um, got up there, got out, saw them getting out of the station into the cars and one of the um, uh, what do you call them, the blokes who, one of the flunkies who... Oh, no, uh, not shelters, one of the... Bodyguards. Men, men servants or bodyguard or whatever. <laughs> that one of the corgis wasn't doing what it should do and he um, gently persuaded it up his bottom with the toe of his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, I, I didn't know these. Well, we're one up on the Baptist Church. There was only one lady who had, had seen the Queen when she was three waving a flag. Go on, we've got another one, Gaynor, go on. Yeah, she and Prince Philip um, did a, an official visit to Nepal. Ah. And we, all, all the Brits and the Commonwealth people were invited to Kathmandu to the embassy. Wow. Um, to have a day with her and him in the garden and um, yeah that, that was obviously we didn't have um, very good clothes so there was a bit of a panic as to what we wear and so we went and we spent the night in a guest house and then we had the day in the embassy grounds and then we drove eight hours back to base wow so that was yeah that was very special yeah wow. special indeed yeah yeah. Well, some of you may know, but I've got a bit of a story with the Queen. <laughs> I thought I'd have got these in earlier, but everyone else has got their own stories as well. I mean, kind of, if you don't know, <laughs> and some of you don't, so I'm going to tell the story because not everybody knows. Uh, 2016 was the Queen's 90th birthday year. And, and I, uh, I got a call uh, completely out of the blue from somebody who said, um, I've, uh, um, I'm fixing a gig for um, something at St Paul's Cathedral. Are you free? He gave me a date. Um, so I don't, don't really know what it is. It's something, something to do with the palace. So I looked at my diary as free. And then he told me how much the fee was. It's like, ooh, this is, this is quite a good fee. And then he said it will be on TV. So when you go on TV, you get a broadcasting fee as well as the gig fee. And then if there's what's called a repeat fee, so if the, if the thing is repeated, you get a repeat fee. So it, it came to something, it was over 700 quid just for like doing one gig. And I'm like, yep, yep, I'm free. Even if I'm not free, I'm free. Um, so um, anyway, so, so, but then subsequently it turned out that it was, gonna, it is, it was the, the Queen's 90th birthday celebration at St Paul's. And um, uh, so, and if you know the, the choir stalls at St Paul's, uh, I was sat in front of the choir stalls, facing down the aisle. There was two other musicians in front of me. But apart from that, um, 
I had the royal family, just just probably not much further than outside the, the window there, all lined up there, and then the Queen walked down the aisle towards me, um, <laughs> uh, and then came and sat right there, and I just had prime view of the whole the whole thing, and, and obviously I had to play as well, um, <laughs> which some, in all honesty you kind of forget what you're doing sometimes. You have to really go on automatic pilot, and and it was just, if I'm honest, probably one of the most amazing things I've done in my life probably like have you described when you, you're that close and you have the pomp and the circumstance and all of that going on and the fanfare trumpets from the army band were up in the gallery above us and they played the, the fanfares and the national anthem and, and we played some of the hymns and, and a piece on our own and just all the, the, the dignitary there and just just the occasion was just I was buzzing for, for weeks afterwards and um, but at the same time she's just a lady right you know, I mean, and you can you get to see her this kind of at the time actually becoming quite frail when she was ninety. She's just just an old lady in one sense who just has a nice yellow outfit and um, you know, and, and as Keith said, bodyguards and chauffeurs and all that, the rest of it. Um, anyway, all of this to say, this is where we're at at the moment. You know, as 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 um, as a nation, and strangely, this passage from First John chapter one, I think, speaks into this. And even actually, I came home from a gig last night and Louise was watching the, um, the things that had been going on yesterday. But did, I don't know if anyone saw, there was the, uh, the fanfare trumpets were there, there again. I love the sound of fanfare trumpets. And they were proclaiming in various different places because this is what would have happened before the internet and TV. They would proclaim that Charles is the king. So we're going through this whole procedure. And they were proclaiming and proclaiming and proclaiming. Well, interesting, just check this out. So this is First John, chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appears. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you that what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. Do you notice that John is proclaiming? It's like fanfare. This is what's going on here. This is what's true now. And so in these times now we're living in this disorientating upside down, topsy-turvy time when things that we thought would last forever, even though we knew that they wouldn't, haven't lasted forever this is what John says we proclaim that which was from the beginning we proclaim the word of life we proclaim eternal life that was with the father see when things crumble when things die when things fall when things go wrong when things come to an end John says we proclaim eternal life that was which was from the beginning we proclaim that when everything changes, we have a king that remains. Eternal, unchanging. And this is what I proclaim to you this morning and what John proclaims, Jesus, the Son of God. And just as we've heard, and actually we want to hear more stories about the Queen. It's been lovely just actually hearing these stories, that we have these personal points of contact, some of us. Um, even if it's just a glimpse in the car, uh, going past or, or being close as gainers being really up close with the Queen 
Um, and, and for me, just the, the grandeur that I experienced. Um, we like to hear those stories. But here, John tells us of his closeness. He says, we heard, we saw, we looked upon him, we even touched him. He's a real person. He's not some fairy tale or some kind of mythical kind of character from the past. You know, it was a long time ago, wasn't it? Um, but John's saying, we actually saw it. We touched it. And so he's not writing some kind of theoretical idea. This is what Jesus is like. You know, you go to some theological college somewhere. And we, well, let's get some ideas together on what Jesus is like and we'll put them in a book. No, he's saying, I actually saw him. I touched him. I heard what he had to say. First-hand physical experience of Jesus. This is not the tabloid gossip or repeated archive footage. You know, one thing my, my mum, in fact, our girls were bemoaning, why are they playing the same things over and over again? You know, as if there's not enough footage of the Queen to actually put something different on. But this isn't what John's talking about. He's talking about fresh, the reality of the living presence of Jesus with him. And why is he telling us this? Why is he proclaiming this to us? He says, I'm telling you this so that you can have fellowship with us. You can, you can be in community with us. You can have, be in, in common with us. Um, and I'm in common with the Father and the Son. So he's wanting to draw us in to this relationship with God himself. The eternal royal family, if you like. The Father and the Son. The funny thing is, though, he doesn't describe Jesus as Jesus. I suppose, in a way, we wouldn't just go, I saw Elizabeth the other day. You know, we would say we saw the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II. You know, I doubt if uh, Gaynor, if she got a chance to speak to the Queen in that moment, going, all right, Liz, you know. (laughs) You know? We have to refer to her as Your Majesty, yeah? So how does John describe Jesus? Well, actually, it's a little bit strange to us, I think. He says, that which was from the beginning. But in a sense, how else do you describe the origin and the source of everything? Even if he comes in flesh, uh, as Jesus did. The one who has always existed, the Alpha and the Omega, uh, the one by whom and through whom and for whom are all things. How do you describe that? You maybe call him the word of life. You call him eternal life that was with the Father. (coughs) How do you describe the original wisdom, the original beauty, the original creativity of everything? But John says this word of life has appeared to us. Mm. And we've seen him, we've touched him, we've heard him. And when he says eternal life, I don't think he's just talking about life that goes on after we die he's talking about this is as he says this is from the beginning it is life now and is life always it's life that is vibrant it's life that is full it's life that is meaningful it is life that has overcome death it is life that was from the very beginning that which was from the beginning the word of life the eternal life that was with the father has appeared to us We've seen him. We've heard him. We've even touched him. And John wants you to know, to really know him. 
John, who had direct contact with Jesus, says, we proclaim what we have seen and what we've heard so that you might have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and the Son. So, to sum it all up, in, the time, in these times where everything is changing, I really do think we are living through a time when the world as we know it, knew it, is changing and coming to an end and that there's a new world is, is, is opening up before us. In this very chaotic and tumultuous time, John says, know this Jesus, the one who was from the beginning, the word of life, the eternal life. This is who we proclaim to you. He wants to to draw you in communion with him. And know that even though, was it saying in Psalm 46, even though the, the seas crumble and the earth falls away or something, the mountains crumble and the earth falls away or something, you can read it. But, uh, God is an ever-present help. He's always there. And so even though the queen who we thought would live forever, even though we knew she was 96 and that she wasn't, but we, we kind of just had that, we, we yearn for her to live forever even when things that have been there for a long time disappear, God remains God. The one who was from the beginning, eternal word, is continually with us. And if you want to build a foundation, and I, I, I speak, I know young ones, I've been talking for a long time now, and you're probably thinking, this is the eternal word, please stop. <laughs> but seriously, if, if you guys, through your lives, stuff is going to happen you're going to go through ups and downs but the one thing that will remain is is Jesus and he'll always be there for you and I guess we're all we'd say the same thing and we all desire to know him more so let's pray for a moment and then we're going to share communion together Okay. That was which was from the beginning. Eternal life, word of life, Jesus Christ, seen and known here on earth, appeared to us. Open our eyes to see you more and to know you more fully. In times of change, in times of turmoil, in times of disorientation and of grief and of loss and of people not knowing where to turn in some cases, let us know our foundation and our our hope and our anchor point in you. Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on our nation as we, as we grieve together. Lord, have mercy on our royal family. Comfort them as they grieve. Lord, have mercy on all of us who have lost and suffer loss. Lord, have mercy on us.
and strengthen us in your faithfulness, in your ongoing eternal love, in your steadfastness towards us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So we're going to break bread together now.